It's the return of the Goal Line Stand Show, brought to you by BaltimoreFeather.com, the best and most elite website for all Baltimore Ravens news and opinions. This, of course, is not a Ravens show. You can find that on Nest Talk. The Goal Line Stand Show takes you around the NFL with the latest news from all the teams. Today, we focus the free, on the free agent frenzy that consumed this week's NFL news cycle. Today is March 16th, Saturday, the day before St. Patrick's Day, and the start of this recording took place at approximately 11.15 a.m., I'm Christopher Linfont, here with my co-host, Nick Sparber. Nick, how are you holding up in the recent days? Not too well. Yeah, we'll get into why in a little bit. Um, obviously, a lot has happened in the NFL, and this is our first podcast in a long time. Hopefully, we'll be making more as well. Um, so today, we're just going to go over our free agent frenzy, kind of go through every team and, you know, you know, say what we like about these signings. You know, maybe a team lost a guy they couldn't afford to lose, and just give our overall impressions here. And then maybe talk about who won the uh, free agency frenzy so far. Um, so we are actually going to start in the NFC today with the NFC East and the Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys won their division at 10-6 and six last year, um, and they haven't had a fantastic um, free agency frenzy to start this um, you know, offseason here. Uh, they got Christian Covington back, defensive tackle. Uh, I'm sorry, not back. They got him from the Houston Texans. But they did lose Cole Beasley, their wide receiver, to the Buffalo Bills. They lost David Irving to a suspension for four games. Damian Wilson, outside linebacker, is heading to Kansas City. And Jeff Swaim, the tight end, will head to the Jacksonville Jaguars. But they did resign Demarcus Lawrence with a franchise tag. Cameron Fleming is coming back. So is Jamie's, uh, Jamie's Olawale, fullback, and Tavon Austin, the speedy wide receiver. Um, Nick, anything here you like from the Dallas Cowboys? Um... I mean, obviously resigning Demarcus Lawrence is tremendous. Yeah, well, he has yet to sign the franchise tag, I think, but I, I would imagine. But I did hear he might hold out like Le'Veon did. But they also resigned Jason Witten. He came out of retirement. I forgot to add that. Yes, Jason Witten was uh, is coming out of retirement for the Dallas Cowboys. Well, how do you think he's going to do next year? I mean, spending a, a year in the broadcast booth and coming he back to play. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. I think he'll be a f- just fine. I think he'll probably get like 400 yards, but nothing over that next year. He'll be a you know decent target for Dak Prescott. Um, the David Irving suspension, obviously, is going to be a problem for them. David Irving's one of their better players. Cole Beasley to the to the Buffalo Bills is going to be a big loss for that offense. Um, but they still have Amari Cooper there and other guys. Um, overall, a really kind of uneventful uh, offseason so far for the Dallas Cowboys. Not a whole lot going on here. Um you know, just a few re-signings here, a few losses, and only one signing from an outside team in the league. Um, any suggestions to the Dallas Cowboys? Any, you know, any team uh, needs they should go after or players you know off the top of your head, maybe? No, not really. I think the Cowboys are kind of set. They think they could just go win the NFC East again because how weak the teams are in the NFC East this year. Yeah, I think you're right. And, you know, moving on to the team that – did the second best in the NFC East last year, the Philadelphia Eagles. I think they're a team that's kind of, you know, up and down here, and they're going to be maybe 8-8 eight and eight next year. Um, with Carson Wentz at the helm, they were really inconsistent and had a lot of bad games and some good games as well. But Nick Foles was really the one to kind of put them into that playoff mode, and now they do lose Nick Foles to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, what do you think? Do you think they should have tried to keep him in replace Carson Wentz with Nick Foles, uh, or is this a smart move? I don't think they could have kept Nick Foles. Just look at the money he got from Jacksonville. That's what just was it, like 88, $88 million, million guaranteed? backup quarterback? That's ridiculous. Well, I mean, like... But well, obviously not that, a good backup for Jacksonville, but... Well, there were rumblings, I heard, of Eagles fans, you know, debating whether Nick Foles was the answer yeah, at quarterback. They should trade Carson Wentz so Nick Foles could be their starting quarterback, which 
Which Carson Wentz is definitely the better option there. Okay. So you think Carson Wentz is the better option for the Eagles going forward? Oh, yeah. I think you're right just because of his age and Nick Foles' age as well. You know, Nick Foles is, what, 30 now, 31? Yeah, you can't bank your uh, And hasn't played in the playoffs. What's that? Hasn't played in the playoffs. That is true for Carson Wentz. Nick Foles has been the only one of those quarterbacks to play in the playoffs. Um, but we'll see how it works out for both those teams. We'll, we'll talk about the Jacksonville Jaguars in a little bit. Um, the Eagles have had a really kind of weird offseason. They also lost Golden Tate to the New York Giants. Um, without going into what this means for the Giants, because I know you really want to do that, and we'll get into that in a little, little bit here. Um, what do you think Golden Tate you know, being lost from Philadelphia, what does that mean for them? Um, I don't think it means too much because they still have Alshon Jeffrey. I think, uh, I mean, Golden Tate was kind of like a non-factor when they got him. He he was really not really used in the playoffs in the two games they had. Or he had a few good plays, but that was it, right? He used Alshon Jeffrey most of the time, and you saw what that what happened to that. Yeah, that that drop in the New Orleans game, that could have sent them to the NFC Championship too. But he, you know, that was a mistake. Uh, they also lost Jordan Hicks, their inside linebacker, and Jordan Matthews, wide receiver. Um, so, you know, these they are all decent players. On the outside this year coming up. What's that? The Eagles lost a lot of threats on the outside. Yes, they did. Um, you know, they're going to have to add some running – I'm not running backs, wide receivers, either in free agency or the draft here. But they did get Malik Jackson, uh, the strong defensive tackle from Jacksonville, and they also picked up an inside linebacker, hopefully to fill the gap that Jordan Hicks is leaving in LJ Fort from the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, what do you think of the Malik Jackson signing, though? I think this is I th- I thought it was know. good. I mean, he's very he's obviously very good. And they got him on a three year deal. For him is kind of absurd. Yeah, they're they're paying him thirty million dollars over three years. So that's ten million a year. Um, it is a little high, I think. But I think he will bring a big impact to that defensive line. At his age, though, it's it it, it could be very good, very helpful. That is true. He is only. I mean, he's 29, so he has. You know, he's entering his prime, basically. Um, you know, but they did lose a lot of other younger players, Jordan Hicks, uh, Jordan Matthews, and L.J. Fort. So they're gonna have to pick up the slack with those guys. Now, they they resigned cornerback Ronald Darby. I think that was a good move for them. Ronald Darby is, you know, panning out to be one of the better corners in the league. I think. Um, and they did make two trades. Um, do you want to talk about these trades? Oh, they Greece. They traded Michael Bennett to the Patriots for. Gosh, that the Patriots are going to win another Super Bowl. Cause a fifth round pick for Michael Bennett. Yeah, fifth round is that pick. Like, I'm sense. not really sure what to make of this because Michael Bennett isn't as good as he used to be. I don't know if he was making too much money, but I don't know. Yeah, I, I think that this is Michael really Bennett is one of the best so. defensive ends in the league in the past couple of years, and they just traded for a fifth round pick to the Patriots. You really think he's one of the best defensive ends in the league right now? No, he he has been for come from That's Seattle. True. And when he goes to New England, you know Bill Belichick's going to make him one of them. Well, Bill Belichick could pick up a bum off the street and make him an all-pro receiver. So, I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to tell him that he's not going to do anything with Michael Bennett. I know Michael Bennett, I think, is going to be slowing down a little bit, but he'll get like eight, nine sacks next year probably yeah. just because it's the Patriots. But they also picked up Deshaun Jackson uh, and a seventh-rounder, and they only gave up a sixth-rounder. I think this was a bad mistake by Tampa Bay. Only getting a six-rounder for Deshaun Jackson. You know my feelings about Tampa Bay. They're a... We, yeah, we know your feelings from our previous podcast. Um, but a six-rounder for Deshaun Jackson, uh, I'm not really sure what they were thinking on that, oh. in all honesty. Did he, didn't he have a big contract with Tampa? 
He did, but to get only a sixth rounder, I, you could have at least gotten a, a fourth very, or a fifth. Isn't he very? I think he's old, Deshaun Jackson. Now. Yeah, but he's still he's still a good receiver, and he's going to be good with this Eagles team. Uh, I do think they still have to pick up a wide receiver, though, right? Because he yeah, Deshaun Jackson is old. Deshaun Jackson can stay healthy for a whole year at his age. It's funny though that Howie Roseman is really kind of like stopped or like undone all these Chip Kelly moves. You know, getting rid of Deshaun mm-hmm. Jackson getting rid of Nick Foles. He's bringing them all back, and it's worked out for them so far. So we'll see how Deshaun Jackson in Philly Part 2 works out. Um, moving on to the next NFC East team, we're going to talk about the Washington Redskins, who had a very eventful um, free agency yep. so far. Uh, they had a, they made a huge signing in Landon Collins. They signed him to a six-year contract worth $84 million. What do you think about that? As a Giants fan, are they overpaying Landon Collins? That was a absurd contract. I did not think he was gonna get eighty four million dollars. <laughs> like he's had struggles with pass coverage. He's good in the box, not as a deep threat. Deep threat over the middle for safety. Like I don't get why they would pay him eighty four million dollars, eighty six million dollars, or whatever. He's just he's he's no Troy Palomalo. We know this. Well, that's obvious. Troy Palomalo's you know one in a million. He's not Ed Reed either. Um, but I think he's going to be a good fit for them, but I do think they overpaid him a lot, and it was smart for the Giants, I think, to Look let... Look at what Earl Thomas Collins. got. I, we're going to talk about Earl Thomas. Uh, I, I'm not really so sure about that deal. I think it's a good pickup for Baltimore, but the deal it might be a little high. Um, but Landon Collins got, I think, a ridiculous deal from Washington here. Um, and moving on to... They lost a lot of players, though. Uh, Jamison Crowder heading to the New York Jets. Preston Smith, outside linebacker to the Packers. Ty Nishecki, left tackle to the Buffalo Bills. Ha-ha, Clinton Dix, the former uh, Packer, is heading to Chicago. Um, they obviously had to pick up a safety because ha wasn't coming back. Um, and he wasn't as good as we thought he might be in Washington last year. I thought um, that the reason they signed Landon Collins was that if they could sign ha back, they could have one of the dynamic duo in Satan the back. That's true, but, I mean, they weren't able to and Chicago didn't pay haha Clinton Dix a lot at all they paid him one year uh 3.5 million so that's a steal I I think that's for haha I mean I think haha last year wasn't as good as I thought he would be but he's still I think a good safety and that's a good pickup for Chicago um the the Redskins also um picked up Adrian Peterson again so he'll be coming back Adrian Peterson really surprised me last year really surprised me um I did not think he was going to do much of anything. And did he rush for 1,000 yards last year? He was at least close. Yeah. Um, finally, with the Washington Redskins, they traded for Case Keenum, quarterback of the Denver Broncos, also Minnesota Vikings, and basically half the teams in the league by now. Um, and they sent Denver a sixth-round pick into, for the 2019 draft for Case Keenum. What do you think of picking up Case Keenum for, the, for Washington? I mean, it would this would that would have never happened if Alex Smith never broke his leg, obviously. But Alex Smith was having a fantastic year too. He he, he was he really that I thought if they kept, were able to keep Alex Smith, they would have won the division. Cowboys wouldn't have won it. Yeah, I think you're right. They were on track to win the division, and Alex Smith. I think I Case Keenum could come it. in and be kind of like Alex Smith. Did I think Case Keenum is still a good quarterback? I think. But he's, then you know, again, they lost Jamison Crowder, their one of their best wide receivers. Yeah, and I'm surprised they haven't gone after other receivers uh, yeah. out here. You know, I'm surprised they didn't go after Golden Tate, to be honest. And they also lost Maurice Harris. I mean, not a huge loss. He's a depth wide receiver. Yeah, I think. But they also have Anquan Boldwin, I believe, still. I don't think Anquan Boldwin's on the on in the NFL at all anymore. No, he's gone. No, I'm pretty sure he's retired. Um, he was supposed to play for Buffalo last year and retired, I believe. 
Um, but I think Case Keenum is a good pickup for them. And it's not going to cost them a whole lot with this contract. It's only going to be a six-round pick they're giving up. And Alex Smith may never play again. I mean, I don't even want to think about yeah, that, that injury that again. That was awful injury. That was yeah, bad. I feel bad. I always liked Alex Smith. I always thought he was very underrated. So uh, that really sucks, though. Um, but they're going to bring in Case Keenum and, and see if he can get it done next year. <sighs> okay, moving on to your New York Giants. They know. gained, first of all, a big L, I would say, number one. Yeah, uh, number that's... two, they gained... Golden Tate, okay, Marcus Golden, defensive end from Arizona, and Antoine Bethay, one of the underrated safeties, but I think he is getting a little older now. Uh, and they did lose, you put in here, your fandom. Uh, Landon Collins, Jamon Brown, the guard, B.W. Webb, the quarterback, Mario Edwards, defensive tackle, Josh Moreau, defensive tackle. Uh, they re-signed Antonio Hamilton, safety, Tony Lippett, cornerback, and Zach Diossi, the long snapper. But they also traded away Odo Beckham Jr. to the Browns for a first-round pick in 2019 and a third, and Jabril Peppers. And they also traded away Olivier Vernon to the Browns and a fourth-round pick to them to only gain Zach Zeitler and a fifth-round pick. I laid everything out for you, Nick. Take your shot at the Giants, whatever you want to say. Uh, I'm going to save my rant till the end. Yeah, save your rant. But, like, give me your raw, like, what, what do you I think about this? I don't understand where the Giants are heading. Okay. I just don't under, I don't I really don't. They let Landon Collins walk. They let o, they trade OBJ for a bag of beans. I mean, come on. I And then they sign Golden Tate like are you rebuilding or are you trying yeah, are to they, get out of the playoffs? I don't understand. Like they're trying to compete, but also they're like trying to rebuild and it doesn't really make a lot of sense, especially with Eli Manning at the helm. Like trade Olivier Vernon Okay, he had well, a big I can get contract. I can get Olivier Vernon because his contract was, was he's been bad, bad too. He hasn't yeah. been great. Yeah, but Odo Beckham Jr. I don't think makes much sense here. Not, not at all. Odo Beckham Jr. is one of the best receivers in the league. To be yeah. fair to to Dave Gellman though, I mean that's probably not what you want to say right now. But he did get a lot more for Odo Beckham Jr. than the Pittsburgh Steelers got for Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown's also third. <laughs> um, but what do you think? You know, without the losses here. Um, any of these signings that you like, Marcus Golden, Antoine Bethay, or Golden I, Tate I, here? I, I think Golden Tate. I mean, it's a glaring need that we needed, to be honest, since we traded OBJ, but I just don't understand the direction of the franchise. I think Golden Tate's a good pickup, um, you know, regardless of, you know, whether or not they had Odo Beckham. I think it would have been really good with Odo Beckham, and they should have, yeah, you know, have drafted. Three t- pretty decent, re- three, one really good receiver, and two very decent receivers. And Sterling Shepard, right, you're referring to? Yeah, and Golden Tate. Yeah. Um, and Ingram at tight end. And with, with um, the running backs, Saquon Barkley, they could have had the next trio if they drafted Dwayne Haskins, right, with Odo Beckham, Doesn't Saquon, and Dwayne yeah. Haskins. Uh, but I don't think it's meant to be now. I mean, maybe they will draft Dwayne Haskins at six, but, uh, you know, maybe they want to move up to one and get Kyler Murray, which, you know, they, I don't know about that. They do that, Chris, I swear. I mean, we'll get into Kyler Murray because we do have him on our little draft, our end of the show draft notes here. Um, but I don't really think that'd be a good idea for the Giants. Let's put it that way to no. start. Um, I think that's it for the Giants here. They're re-signings: Antonio Hamilton, and Tony Lippett. I mean, these aren't you know huge re-signings. I mean, Zach Zeitler was a, I thought was good for Olivier Vernon to be honest with you. I think so. I think that was a good trade. The the Olivier Vernon trade was a good one. I think the Odell Beckham was a terrible one, and that's going to be the one that Dave Gettleman's going to be remembered for for a long time. Uh, unless somehow they win the Super Bowl next year. And that guy, like, genius. Dave Gettleman, it's not that he 
it's not that he traded OBJ, it's that he lied to the fans. Yeah, he said that what? We didn't we didn't sign him, him, we didn't trade him to trade him. Does this? Like, come on, guy. Who do you think you are? It's really interesting because a few weeks ago I was hearing rumblings out of Cleveland and people were saying that Cleveland was trying to trade for Odo Beckham. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me, that's not gonna happen. Yeah. And then it turned out to be the Olivia Vernon one, so I thought, okay, it's over. Well, it wasn't over, um, to say the least. But moving on to our next division here, let's get out of the NFC East. It's a little toxic with those Giants in there. Um, NFC North last year, the Chicago Bears were the winners, and I don't believe any other team made the playoffs from the NFC North. Did the Vikings? No. No. They didn't. The Chicago Bears were the only one they won the division. They picked up in this offseason Buster Screen from the New York Jets, the cornerback, Cordero Patterson, the former Viking and Raider, and then... New England Patriots wide receiver. They picked up Mike Davis, running back from the Seattle Seahawks. Haha Clinton Dix from the Washington Redskins. Ted Larson, a guard from Miami. And Marvin Hall Jr., wide receiver from the Atlanta Falcons, one of the faster wide receivers in the league. But they lost Adrian Amos, uh, their safety. Josh Bellamy, wide receiver to the New York Jets. Uh, Bellamy is also a good special teams player. Eric Cush, guard to the Cleveland Browns. Kevin White, wide receiver to the Arizona Cardinals. But they re-signed Nick Williams, defensive tackle. Um... I think picking up their pickups, I think, are good here, right? They lose Adrian Amos, they pick up Haha Clinton Dix. And if Haha can get back to what he was in Green Bay, I think that's an upgrade. What do you think about that? Uh, obviously, if he could get back to that, he'd be an upgrade. And to be honest, the rich got richer. The Chicago Bears defense yeah. got, got kind of better, and they were one of the best in the league. Yeah. Uh, Buster Screen, he's, he's a veteran. I think that's a good pickup for depth. I think, um, you know, they lost. Kevin White, that's not really a, that's not really a loss. He was a draft bust. He's like Brashad Perryman to us. Um, Josh Bellamy. Allen Robinson? What about Allen Robinson? Is I believe still they still have him, yeah. Yeah, that, that's fine. Um, Josh Bellamy, special teams guy. You know, They probably wanted to keep him, but the Jets wanted him more, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Adrian Amos might sting to them, though, going to the Packers. You know, that rivalry there. That might sting for a Chicago Bears fan. Yeah. Um. But, no, I think the Chicago Bears had a, had a decent offseason so far, nothing crazy. Uh, I think Cordell Patterson's going to be a good pickup for them, too. I thought I, really maybe, they I think maybe they could have tried to re-sign Eric Cush, but... Yeah, I thought they might do that as well, but doesn't, you yeah. know. But they did get Ted Larson from Miami to replace him at guard. Yeah, but I feel like that Eric Cush was more of, like, a chemistry guy with all that, with the front five. Yeah, I think that would have probably was what they wanted to do, but, you know, Cleveland pried him away. Yeah. Uh, Cleveland's having a pretty good offseason, to That's say the least. Minute. Um, but, I mean, you know, they don't, they didn't shell out a lot of money either, right? Their no. av- their highest average per year salary they gave out was but to Buster Screen for $5.3 million. So they're very aware of the cap. Um, I think, you know, what they're doing with Matt Nagy there as head coach is going to be phenomenal over the next few years. Uh, and I think they're on the right track with this offseason. So good job to the Chicago and Bears. And I honestly think Mitch Trubisky's starting to develop more. Yeah, I thought Mitch Trubisky would be a draft bust. Mm-hmm. Um, first year, I was kind of like, oh, maybe I was right. Second year, no way. He's pretty darn good, and he's going to develop into one of the better quarterbacks in the league. Definitely. I can't wait to see it. He's a very good player. Um, moving on to the Vikings, they came in second. Um, their quarterback, Kirk Cousins, has that huge contract. So uh, free agency, not a whole lot going on for them. Don't have a huge amount of money to spend. But they did pick up St- Shamar Stephen, defensive tackle, from the Seattle Seahawks. Didn't pay him that much, though. His annual salary is $4.15 million over three years. Uh, they lost Sheldon Richardson to the Cleveland Browns and Latavius Murray, the running back, to New Orleans. Uh, 
and they somehow re-signed Anthony Barr. Uh, did you see that story? He was about to sign with the Jets, and then, according to people, uh, he got um, physically sick from thinking about going to the Jets. And I tweeted out something like, well, you know, I think most Jets fans would agree, you know, about that. Um, not a huge eventful offseason. I think Anthony Barr is the biggest, obviously, pickup for the Minnesota Vikings. Um, they signed him to a five-year, $67.5 million deal, $33 million total guaranteed. Um, I think it's a good pickup to bring him back. He's getting paid $13.5 million, but he's one of the better linebackers in the league. Um, Shamar Stevens, not a huge pickup for them, uh, but you know they had to fill in a roster hole with Sheldon Richardson gone. And Latavius Murray going to uh, New Orleans won't be that huge. They still have Dalvin Cook in Minnesota. Uh, anything really stand out for you for the Minnesota Vikings here? I thought it would have been... I mean, Sheldon Richardson, he's very good defensive tackle. Well, that's true, yeah. He was with the Jets first, right? What? He was with the Jets before Minnesota? Yeah, and then I th- think they traded him. I don't, yeah, then they traded him to Minnesota or mm. something like that. Or they signed him. Yeah, I, I just remember he left the Jets. I don't remember why. Yeah, he left the Jets. But I think that's going to be a big loss for them on that front seven. Yeah, um, yeah he's a he's a big body defensive tackle, big run stuffer in there. Um you know, again, not a huge eventful offseason for the Minnesota Vikings yet. They're they were close to competing. Kirk Cousins anymore. What about Kirk Cousins? They don't have a lot of money to spend anymore because of that contract. Yeah, that contract, I think, was a really terrible one, honestly. Um, I don't know why they paid Kirk Cousins that kind of guaranteed money when they could have re-signed Teddy Bridgewater for peanuts and probably would have performed the same way. Kirk yeah. Cousins' year last year wasn't very good, to say the least. It was okay, but it wasn't what he was being paid 20. for. Seven million dollars worth. Yeah. Um, moving on to the Packers, had a really bad year last year, very unpacker-like. Um, they have signed quite a few players actually. Uh, they went out and grabbed Ravens outside linebacker Zedarius Smith on a get this four-year, sixty-six million dollar contract, annual salary of sixteen point five million. Players have getting ridiculous contracts this year. Yeah, and the interesting thing about Zadarius Smith, if I can give a side note here, is he only had 8.5 sacks last year. His second best year is 5.5 sacks, and they're giving him 66 million over four years. I think that's a little bit of an overpayment. To get that because he's still young. He has, yeah, he he's only 26, but you know, I don't know. They're just paying him and hoping he pans out, basically. Yeah. Um, but they also, you know, they, they're not done with their pickups here. They got Preston Smith, linebacker from the Washington Redskins. They picked off Adrian Amos from the Chicago Bears. And they got Billy Turner, the guard from Denver Broncos. They re-signed Mercedes Lewis and Geronimo Allen. Uh, I'm sorry, Geronimo Allison, wide receiver. Um, what do you think of this Packers um, free agency so far? They definitely went defensive heavy because they lost a lot of people last year due to by the trade deadline yeah and uh, their defense was you know not very good last year last year to be honest Mm. they were giving up like 20 points per game and Aaron Rodgers' arm was like falling off basically yeah I mean I mean he had a decent year last year don't get me wrong but I mean the rest of the team there was a lot of turmoil in that locker room too last year yeah I mean, I, I don't know what's going on with them. They fired Mike McCarthy. I think that's honestly a mistake. You know, people will probably disagree with me on that, but I think Mark, Mike McCarthy is a proven coach. Um, Super Bowl, I mean. Yeah, and I don't know. You know, I'm not going to say Aaron Rodgers is a locker room problem, but 
you know, I think there was tension between him and McCarthy there, and the Packers were ultimately siding with their quarterback, which to me I don't, I wouldn't do. I would always side with the head coach, but that's what they did. Um, but I do think their offseason has been pretty good so far. I think, you know, they have cap space to spend, so they're going to go pick out some of these guys, you know, and give them ridiculous contracts just to, you know, rebuild this defense. Um, and I think re-signing Mercedes Lewis was a really good idea. He's a good tight end. Um, and they didn't, you know, spend a whole lot on him, only $2.1 million for one year. They still year. have Jimmy Graham, too. They do still have Jimmy Graham. That is true. So, you know, I expect them to get back to at least 8-8 eight eight next year. I don't know if they'll compete for the playoffs, but they should be a decent team again. Yeah, they're not ready. I don't think they can compete with the Chicago Bears. No, the Chicago Bears are going to be the super team of the NFC North again next year. Um, but, you know, leading on to the bottom dwellers of the NFC North, who are trying to deter- turn the Detroit Lions into the D- Detroit Patriots, obviously. Yeah. Um, we we have um, Coach Matt Patricia there, former defensive coordinator for the Patriots, and he picked up Trey Flowers on a huge deal from New England. They're giving him a five-year deal worth $90 million, an annual salary of $18 million. <laughs> Do you think that's a little bit of an overpayment? I mean, that's something that obviously Bill Belichick would never do. Oh, Bill and, Belichick, like, rather just, you know, draft a guy in the seventh round yeah, than pay exactly. that kind of money. Stud. Mm. And, I mean, they needed to do that to make sure they got him because he was one of the highly coveted free agents in the in the class. He's one of the better edge rushers now, and he's only 26. Exactly. So I, I really don't think it was that bad. I think it's an overpayment, but I think they have a lot of money to blow. So, I mean, when you have when you're a losing team and you have like, you know, tons and tons of cash. And if you're the Lions, you got to make sure you get them. Like you're in Detroit, you're not yeah. in New York. You're wasting um, you know, Matt Stafford's career here. You got to hurry up a little bit, right? Um, yeah, exactly. So, um, but they also picked up uh an interesting pick, I think, Jesse James from the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, I don't think a lot of people really know about Jesse James, but I think he's a pretty good tight end. Um, can be versatile, has some blocking ability, has some receiving ability. He's just an overall good hybrid guy. Uh, they picked up Danny Amendola, wide receiver from the Miami Dolphins, former longtime Patriots wide receiver. Uh, Justin Coleman to beef up their defense as a cornerback from the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, on their offensive line, they add Ode Abushi, guard from the Arizona Cardinals. And finally, they added Andrew Adams, safety from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, your favorite team. Um, <laughs> they lost Bruce Ellington, to wide receiver to the New England Patriots. And they re-signed Zach Zenner, the running back. Any other signings, losses here that you really want to uh, talk about? I mean, I think they're really becoming the Patriots with Danny Amendola now. Yeah. Trey Flowers. Well, I mean, it's it's really interesting about the Patriots because the Lions are trying to succeed by getting a bunch of Patriots guys, but that's really never worked before. Never worked. Every time a Patriot guy goes somewhere, whether... And they're not as good. Yeah. I mean, Matt, what, Matt Castle was the backup for Brady a long time ago and then went to Kansas City on a monster deal, and he's Matt Castle. Um, you know, it never seems to work, all these Patriots players leaving. So it's really just Brady and Belichick, I think, are really, you know, these huge football minds, you know, controlling this team. Um, but I do like Matt Patricia. I think he's a very good coach, and I think he might be able to pull it off this time. You know, maybe be the only guy who can get oh. these Patriots players to perform outside of New England. Um, I think Bruce Allington's a bit of a loss for them, but, you know, he'll with Danny Amendola. The Patriots next year? Yeah, he'll be a good player with the Patriots. Fit into that offense with, you know, 57-year-old Tom Brady at this point. Mm-hmm. They'll win um, the Super Bowl, right? Yeah. 
Okay. Well, now we're going to move out of the NFC North, and we're going to head down south to New Orleans. New Orleans Saints were the heavy Super Bowl favorites in midseason, but obviously fell apart against the Los Angeles Rams. I don't uh, get into that. They should with have Roger Goodell's, you know, army of refs not doing their job again. Um, you know, I don't blame the refs. I just blame really the rule book being too complicated, honestly. Um, but they've had a decent offseason so far. They picked up Malcolm Brown, defensive tackle from New England. They picked up Latavius Murray, um, running back for the Minnesota Vikings, and Mario Edwards. I think it's really interesting that they went after Murray and did not keep Mark Ingram. Mark Ingram ended up going to Baltimore on a three-year deal. Um, they also lost Alex Okafor to Kansas City, their defensive end. Uh, and they re-signed Teddy Bridgewater, quarterback, and Craig Robinson, inside linebacker. Um, did you see the news with Teddy Bridgewater almost going to Miami? Yeah, I thought he would go to Miami to become the starter. I don't understand his thought well, process there. Here's what I understand. Um, the Saints basically said to him that he's going to be the starter after Drew Brees. And, you know, he wanted he was going to sign there, and then I think he wanted to test the market. And they gave him a one-year $7.5 million deal to stay. So they're committing to him. Um, and I think— So they're know, assuming Drew Brees is leaving this year. My assumption is that Drew Brees is going to leave after this year, just based on the contract they gave Teddy Bridgewater. That's my assumption. I mean, I don't have any source on this. This is just what I think. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes sense to me because, you know, Drew Brees is almost – is he 40 now? Yeah, I think he's 40. Yeah, so he's not going to stay forever, you know. He's Unlike Tom Brady, you know, he's not, you know, going to play until he's 64. So uh, – but I really like the Ted- Teddy Bridgewater pickup. Teddy Bridgewater, I keep saying over and over again – is an underrated quarterback, very smart quarterback. Uh, if not for that freak injury, he would have been the long-term starter at Minnesota. So this is, I mean, it's a great way to kind of transition from um, Drew Brees. You know, he's Long not going to be Brees, but he's going to be a pretty yeah. good quarterback. So Bridgewater. Yeah, this is going to be a good good move for them in the long term. Um, what do you think about them, you know, replacing Mark Ingram with Latavius Murray? Was that a good move, you think? I don't really get why Latavius Murray was injured a couple of years ago and couldn't play with the Vikings that's why he lost his job to um Dalvin Cook and now they sign him to three years and let Mark Ingram walk who's been with the Saints for whatever Forever, his basically. whole career I don't understand it Mark Ingram is the second leading rusher on the Saints he's only like 60 some yards behind the first leading rusher so it didn't make sense to me yeah, I, I don't understand why they got rid of Mark Ingram, but I'm happy he's in Baltimore. I think that was a really good pickup, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. I think they're also trying to beef up this defensive line with Malcolm Brown from the Patriots and Mario Edwards um, from the Giants. Um, and they're not spending a whole lot of money on anybody. They only gave Brown $5 million uh, per year. They're only giving Edwards 2.5 per year. So they're being salary cap um, conscious here. So I expect the Saints to compete again next year. Oh, definitely. Uh, yeah, there's no question about that. Um, moving on to the Falcons, they picked up James Carpenter, the guard from the New York Jets, Jamone Brown, another guard from the New York Giants, uh, Ken John Barner, running back from the Carolina Panthers, and Luke Stocker, tight end from the Tennessee Titans. They also resigned Grady Jarrett with a franchise tag, their defensive tackle. Uh, but they did lose a lot of players. They lost Robert Alford, cornerback to the Arizona Cardinals. They lost Tevin Coleman to the San Francisco 49ers, Brian Poole, cornerback uh, to the New York Jets, Brooks Reed, defensive end to the Arizona Cardinals, Marvin Hall Jr., uh, the speedy wide receiver. They lost to the Chicago Bears and Justin Bethel, cornerback special teamers to the Baltimore Ravens. 
Um, it kind of feels like there's like a not a mass exodus out of Arizona, uh, out of Atlanta, but there's a lot of players leaving. Um, do you think that they're like kind of concerned with the way Ari- Atlanta's heading, or is this just all about the money at this point? I think it's all about the money. Tevin Coleman got a pretty decent deal with the Niners, I think. Yeah. But I think he also believes in what the Niners are future. It looks pretty bright over there, I would say. Well, Kyle Kyle Shanahan's there, and he was um, Tevin Coleman's offensive coordinator for a few years, right? Yeah. I think that really, that's a gaping hole, losing Tevin Coleman if I'm a Falcons fan. Yeah, Tevin Coleman's a really good player. Tevin never never there for a whole year. Yeah. Tevin Coleman is one of the best, I would say, one of the best, is probably the best backup running back in the league. I agree with you on that 100%. Tevin Coleman is, is the best backup running back. Um, now he's going to be a starter in San Francisco. Yeah, I mean, that's a, I mean, they're building a really nice team in San Francisco. I don't know if they're, you know, I predicted them to go to the playoffs last year in our podcast. And then, yeah, what was it, week two, Jimmy Garoppolo tore his ACL, and that went down the drain. Um, but if Jimmy Jimmy G's healthy, they got a good offense to go, and they're rebuilding a defense there. Uh, I think they're going to be okay. Um but I think Atlanta's probably not going to compete again next year unless they make some moves. But I think it was smart for them to get Grady Jarrett back, defensive tackle. He's a good player for them, but he is going to command a lot of money. Um, overall, I think that they're going to need to make some signings or some good draft picks to kind of rebound yeah. from these losses here. They're going to need to draft a good running back. Yeah, in the second or third round at least. Okay, moving on. We have the Carolina Panthers. The Panthers are a really strange team. Last year they started four and two, and then I think they got to four five and two, right? I think so. And then it just completely collapsed for no reason at all. I mean, they didn't lose Cam Newton until late in the year, like week what, like sixteen. They didn't, you know. They just shut him down. When Christian he got McCaffrey it just collapsed. Everything collapsed, and I have no idea why. I just don't understand. Um. They have a max mass exodus, if anybody's got one so far. They only gained Matt Paradis, the center from Denver, which is a good pickup. Matt Paradis is a good center. I think he was the best on the market. But they lost Thomas Davis, their longtime pass rusher. Uh, I think they cut him, actually, and he ended up with the Chargers. The Indianapolis Colts gave Devin Funchess a $10 million deal, um, according to SpotTrack. <laughs> Other outlets are reporting it's $13 million. Do you think that this, that's a good idea, or, like, what's uh, going on? The Colts have a lot of cap I mean, room, so... What's interesting about the Colts is they, they made the playoffs last year and have $100 million to spend. Um, so hey, I guess if hey. any team's going to do it, they're the ones that are going to pay Devin Funchess $10, yeah. $13 million or whatever it is. I just... It's obviously overvaluing Devin Funchess. Yes, yeah, so. obviously. I mean, come on. Um... They signed Chandler Catanzaro, the kicker of the Jets. They signed David Mayo, inside linebacker. Is he related to that other Mayo, Gerard Mayo, who I don't played know. for the uh, Patriots a long time ago? Uh, and Kenjin Barner, the running back from Atlanta, or a running back from Atlanta. Uh, they also resigned Daryl Williams, right tackle, and Taylor Heineke, who impressed as the backup quarterback for Cam Newton in those last few games. Um, Anything stick out to you for the Carolina Panthers here? Uh, I just think that Matt Paris was a good signing, basically, because yeah. um, they need to protect Cam Newton. He's no longer very—he's no longer a very young quarterback, and he can't run like he used to and dive and do all that crazy stuff for much longer. He's yeah. got to have to stick in the pocket a little bit longer now. Yeah, take a lesson from RG three, right? Stay in the yeah. pocket. Um, 
Yeah, I think that's a good signing. But, you know, losing Thomas Davis, I think, is going to be a big blow to them in that locker room. Thomas Davis. Yeah, he know. was definitely influential in that locker room. He what? I think he won the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award a few years ago. And they, so, I mean, this and is, they cut him. Yeah, this is not, you know, an insignificant loss. But he was getting pretty old for an outside linebacker. He was 36. So, you know, but he did sign a two-year deal with Los Angeles, uh, the Chargers. Moving on to your favorite team, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They're a joke. Um, you know, I saw them play against the Ravens last year. I went to the game, and there were Buccaneers fans in the stadium basically, you know, telling us that it's okay if we win. It'll just help them, you know, fire everybody because they're a dumpster fire organization. Um, but, I yeah, they— like their head coach signing. Who do they get for head coach? I forget. Yeah. Oh, Bruce Arians. Yeah, that's a really big pickup. Bruce Arians, one of the best coaches in the league. Maybe he'll fix Jameis Winston. Imagine if Jameis Winston makes a Pro Bowl next year. If he's still stealing crab legs. <laughs> okay. Well, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That right now. Yeah, let's not get back into the crab legs like we used to. Um, but they signed punter Bradley Pinion from the San Francisco 49ers. They signed Shaquille Barrett, outside linebacker of the Denver Broncos. My favorite man, Brashad Perryman from the Cleveland Browns. Dion Buchanan, inside linebacker of the 49ers. And Earl Watford, guard from Arizona. Um, but they lost Quan Alexander, who signed a mega deal with those 49ers. Uh, Adam Humphreys, who was an impressive wide receiver, they lost him to Tennessee. Uh, they lost Adarius Taylor, their inside linebacker, to Cleveland. And a- Andrew Adams, the safety, to the Chicago Bears. Um, and they had a lot of re-signings. They re-signed backup quarterback Ryan Griffin. Uh, they re-signed Cairo Santos, kicker um, Kevin Minter, in t- inside linebacker. Rakeem Nunez-Rochez, defensive tackle, and Devontae Harris, cornerback. What sticks out to you about these Tampa Bay Buccaneers? I think that they lost more than they gained. Are you with me on this? Yeah, definitely. Quan Alexander's a really good linebacker, but for that price... Yeah, no, and no, his injury no problems, too. Tampa Bay for that price. Yeah, and the injury problems, I think, you know, were kind of a deterrent for them yeah, resigning him yep. to what San Francisco wanted to give him. Um, I think Adam Humphreys is a big loss because yeah. now they're only going to throw to Mike Evans. Yeah, and they're going like, to double and triple team him. Yeah. I feel bad for him out there. He and Saquon Barkley are going to not have a lot of fun next year. Saquon Barkley's yeah, I don't even want that. That guy's going to be limping to his cars after games. He's going to carry it for like 500 times a game. Yeah. Um, Darius Taylor, I think, you know, not insignificant on that uh, linebacker core there. But he's not um, Alexander. No. Um, but they did pick up Dion Buchanan, who's a pretty good um, inside linebacker. Um, and I think with the Brashad Perryman signing, it's actually pretty good. He he did well with Cleveland, and I think you know he was going to sign with Cleveland again, but after the Odo Beckham trade, uh, they he didn't want to do it because obviously he wasn't going to get as much playing time yeah. anymore. So I think him signing here with Tampa Bay is going to be good for him and then the organization. Um, I think that they're not done. I think they need to address needs in the draft. Um, I think that Bruce Arians, though, is a very big pickup at head coach. I mean, I cannot understate how important Bruce Arians is going to be to this organization. Um, you got to turn him around. Yeah, he'll turn this team around. If anybody can do it, Bruce Arians can do it. Um, Todd Bowles on the def- as a defensive coordinator again? Oh, Todd I, Bowles is with them? I didn't see that. Defensive coordinator. That's, a, uh, that's good, yeah. Bowles was the defensive coordinator with the Cardinals. When that's Bruce right, yeah. Coach, so. Yeah, reuniting. I think, I think they could be good. Yeah, I think it's a good pickup uh, as head coach and uh, defensive coordinator there. And moving on to the Rams, the team that went to the Super Bowl last year, they picked up my guy, Eric Weddle, from the Baltimore Ravens. But they also lost uh, Roger Saffold, 
guard and LaMarcus Joyner, the safety, uh, to the Oakland Raiders. Not a whole lot happening at all for these Los Angeles Rams. What do you think of the Eric Weddle signing? Uh, I think it was good. They needed a safety. Uh, yeah. But they really didn't really need – they didn't have a lot of holes. They went to the Super Bowl for a reason. Mm-hmm. They didn't have a lot of holes to fill with uh, – their defense was rock solid last year, even though they're going to lose Ndamukong Sue probably. Yeah. Well, he hasn't signed anywhere yet. Um, but, but I do think they will end up losing him. I think Eric Weddle is an upgrade from LaMarcus Joyner anyway for them. Uh, and I think losing Roger Saffold might, you know, might be a problem. But I think overall they'll be able to address that need um, soon, probably in the draft. Um, Seattle Seahawks also made the playoffs last year. Uh, they gained Jason Myers from the Giants and Mike Iupati from the guard from the Arizona Cardinals. He was there a long time, actually. Um, they lost Earl Thomas, their, you know, biggest free agency losses, Earl Thomas to the Baltimore Ravens. They lost cornerback Justin Coleman, Shamar Stephen, defensive tackle goes to the Vikings. Mike Davis goes to the Bears. Um, Brett Hundley, quarterback, the backup quarterback goes to Arizona and J.R. Sweezy, uh, guard goes to Arizona. What do you think now that the Legion of Boom is officially gone, the last remaining member, Earl Thomas is out is, you know, what do you think? What's the Uh, next plan? I think they're. This was going to be the end of that Seahawks, like, sort of run that they had. It was a special couple years there. Yeah. um, The Legion of Boom. Russell Wilson was unbelievable. But now that his contract's going to expire after this year, I think Seahawks are going to try and rebuild, I think. Yeah. They tried to rebuild last year, but somehow made the playoffs. I mean, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> they were, I, I thought for sure they were going to go like six and ten, and then they go what, like ten and six? And I'm like, yeah, that's Pete Carroll for you. There you know, a lot of bad teams though last year. That's true. Um, but I think that they performed very well last year. Maybe they'll surprise us again. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs this upcoming year. Um, you know, with some of these losses, unless they have a really, really, really good draft. Um, but they also resigned uh, KJ Wright. Uh, and Michael Kendricks, two outside linebackers that make a deep difference for them. T.J. Fluker, the guard, and Frank Clark, their defensive end. They franchise tagged him. They franchise tagged him. Yeah, I think um, he's hold out supposedly too. I don't think. Yeah, he's- there's a lot of guys holding out now because of what Le'Veon Bell did. Um, and I really, I can't wait to talk about Le'Veon Bell, but we'll wait till we get to the Jets for that. Um, anything else you want to say on the Seattle Seahawks offseason so far? No, I do no. Okay. Um, I like the Mikey Upati pickup, but he is getting older. Uh, obviously, you know, the losses here, Earl Thomas is going to be a huge loss for them, but I don't think he wanted to come back at all, basically. Um, I know he, he flipped some, he flipped one of the teams off against Arizona last year. Was he flipping off Arizona or was he flipping off Seattle? I don't remember. I, th- I don't know. That was just... He carted off. Yeah, I, I don't know who he flipped off. Yeah. Um... But moving on to the 49ers, a team definitely on the rise here. They made a lot of pickups. They picked up Quan Alexander, who we just talked about from Tampa Bay, Tevin Coleman from the Falcons, Jason Verrett, cornerback from Los Angeles, uh, the Chargers, uh, David Mayo, inside linebacker from the Panthers, Jordan Matthews, wide receiver of the Philadelphia Eagles, and Raheem Mostert uh, that they just picked up right before we started recording here from the Cleveland Browns uh, backup running back. The only loss they have is Bradley Pinion, the punter. They re-signed Jimmy Ward, free safety, Antoine Exum, um, another free agent, uh, not free agent, free safety, Mark, I'm going to butcher this name, Nizoka, outside linebacker, Kyle Nelson, the long snapper, and they franchise-tagged Robbie Gold, 
never a bad idea to franchise tag a kicker if you have to because they don't get paid much anyway. Exactly. Um, I think that they're winning the offseason so far. Oh, for sure. I mean, they have all these pickups. And they and they traded for Dee Ford. And they traded for T Ford. That's right. I forgot to mention that. From the Chiefs and only gave up a second-round pick. I mean, you know, second-round pick's something, but D Ford's a very good pass rusher. So this team is definitely on the rise, and I think that they're winning. I think um, they're going to win this NFC West next year. You think they're going to beat out the Los Angeles Rams next year? For the uh, NFC West? Uh, no, never mind. I forgot. Yeah, you forgot. I mean, it's possible. I think they'll make the playoffs. I said that last year, obviously, but I think with they, a healthy Jimmy G, they will make the playoffs. I forgot about the Rams. Yeah. To be fair, after that Super Bowl, a lot of people forget about the Rams. Uh, they were a joke in that Super Bowl. They should have never made it. Yeah. Um, I think it's really interesting, though, that we have a lot of coaches just being picked up, picked up just because they worked with um, uh, what's that guy's name? Sean McVay. Sean McVay, yeah. Just because they, you know, work with they Sean McVay. They think that he's gonna, they're gonna get another Sean McVay out of yeah. him. I hate to, I hate to break it to these teams, but it's very, very, very rare to pick up. That a guy Sean remembers McVay. plays from five years ago. Yeah. There was a video, right? He, he yeah. he's like, when he was with the uh, Redskins, they're asking him like, "Oh, it was third and four with 12 minutes left in the oh, game. What'd you do? Like, oh, we, yeah. we had Kirk Cousins throw a slant to Jamison Crowder for a touchdown from the six-yard line. I'm like, what? I mean, come on. But um, I really like the Jordan Matthews pickup, actually. I think that he's going to add to this wide receiver core for Jimmy G. Tevin Coleman is going to be a huge pickup for them. Take a little bit of pressure off Jimmy and G. And they have a top 10 pick again, right? I believe so. I believe they do. So, I mean, the 49ers... Um, Their defense is coming together now, too. Their defensive front with Solomon Thomas now. That was a top te- top five pick a couple years ago. Um, yeah, Solomon Thomas is is going to um, become a good The guy player. from Oregon they drafted. I think it was DeForest Buckner, right? DeForest Buckner. He was, he's going to be know, A lot of people don't really know about DeForest Buckner, but guys are saying, um, you know, from around the league, guys always take notice of him, and he, you know, gets the job done in the trenches. I just looked. The San Francisco 49ers have the number two pick. Oh if man. Arizona picks Kyler Murray. They're, they're getting, getting Nick, Nick Bosa. Bosa. That'll be crazy. That that would be insane. They would instantly jump from like four and twelve they were last year to like ten and six, eleven and five. I mean that would be huge. Unless, you know, Oakland, I heard Oakland wants Kyler Murray. They might trade up to number one to get him. Then what are you gonna do with Derek Carr? <laughs> I don't know. I mean it's John Gruden. He's gonna do what he wants, but to the Giants, I'll take Derek Carr. Yeah, actually that would not be a bad idea, but that'd have to be a three way trade there. Um, but yeah, I think Kansas, not Kansas City, San Francisco here is definitely winning this uh, offseason. Oh, without a doubt. Uh, and Arizona, who, I mean, I don't really know what they're doing. They hired, um, what was that guy's name? They hired the head Oh, the guy from Texas Tech. I forgot. Texas Tech. I forget his name. Um, but I don't really like that pickup at all. I mean, he had like his best year at Texas Tech. Yeah, I don't, oh, Cliff Kingsbury. Cliff Kingsbury. They Best hired him because of Patrick Mahomes. Like, what? And and he was friends with Sean McVay. So. Yeah, but still, how does that, that – I don't get it. I, ha- I have to say something here. My honest belief is that Patrick Mahomes was not ready to play in the NFL until Andy Reid taught him what to do. I think Andy Reid made Patrick Mahomes more of what he is. Oh, definitely. definitely. So to, to think that he's going to make Josh Rosen or Kyler Murray or whoever you want to have your quarterback next year – uh, amazing and make this team amazing. I just don't see it. I and don't think what happens with Josh Rosen. I, they're not even going to stick with Josh Rosen. Maybe. I mean, are they going to pick Kyler Murray? Are they just trying to get a trade down? I mean, 
I, I just don't understand this. Uh, and I don't think that they should have um, fired their head coach from last year. They I keep forgetting him one names. year. Come on. Yeah, it, I mean, like, you just don't hire somebody and then fire him after one year. Like, and, yeah. and you give him that roster and you expect him to make the playoffs. Like, yeah, that was the worst the roster in the league going into the year. Best 40-year-old wide receiver. I know. It, 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 absolutely ridiculous what this organization is doing. I just don't understand. Um, but they made it a lot of pickups. Uh, but no one really that amazing here. A lot of older Best guys. players of 40-year-old defensive linemen that you got. Yeah. They made a lot of pickups of older guys. They got Jordan Hicks from Philadelphia, Robert Alford, cornerback from Atlanta, Terrell Suggs, 36-year-old from Baltimore <laughs> Ravens, Charles Clay, he's over 30, from Buffalo, Brett Hundley to be the backup quarterback. He's a mobile guy like Kyler Murray. Um, Brooks Reed, defensive end from Atlanta. They picked up Kevin White, wide receiver from Chicago. Uh, Max Garcia from the Denver Broncos guard, and J.R. Sweezy, a guard from the Seattle Seahawks. But they also lost Marcus Golden to the New York Giants, Dion Buchanan, inside linebacker to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Ode Abushi, guard to the Detroit Lions, J.J. Nelson, a wide receiver to Oakland, Mike Iupati, guard to Seattle, Antoine Bethea, free safety to New York Giants, and finally Earl Watford, guard to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Also... They traded. They got Marcus Gilbert from Pittsburgh, and they lost a six-round pick, six-round compensatory pick for that. And that's it for them. What do you think of Arizona? I mean, they're making huge roster they, turnover. I don't get like they had to rebuild, and they're. I guess they're trying to make a push to try and get a playoffs playoff position for. I mean, they're signing all these older players. Larry Fitzgerald. I, that's the only reason I could see them signing all these old veteran guys, trying to make a push to get Larry Fitzgerald back in the playoffs. But who are you going to push with as quarterback? I I, I couldn't. Josh know. Rosen yes, Tyler or Murray. Tyler Murray. I mean, I just don't understand at all. What I think Arizona is going to be a dumpster fire for the next five years at this point yeah. because none of these moves make any sense. And I mean, Kingsbury is a first. He's coaching Texas Tech, and you send, give him a job. Yeah. Um. I mean, it would be one thing if he was winning, you know, big time. But he had like five years there and went to like a couple bowls and never went past seven and five. I mean. I don't like this Kevin White pickup from Chicago. I mean, it's not bad, I think. First round pick to get we, don't know, we don't know what he's going to be paid. They haven't released that yet. I mean, but they can't be paying him much. I mean, I guess it won't be that bad if they just want to try him out and see what he can do. Mm-hmm. But Brooks Reed is okay. Charles Clay is old. Charles Suggs is really old. I mean, these aren't guys that you would pick up to rebuild. These are guys who I would think would be, you know, for a playoff push, but... They're not really close, in my opinion, to a playoff push. Not so I think they're just blowing money at this point. Too much of a question mark at the quarterback position, I think. Absolutely. Um, I just don't understand some of these picks. And, you know, they lost some good guys. Deion Buchanan, you know, he's been there a while. That's a big loss. J.J. Nelson is an underrated loss to Oakland, who's having a really good offseason so far with uh, Mike Mayock as their GM. Um, but anything else you got to say about this Arizona Cardinals team? They're other than yeah, I mean, I don't think they're going to compete at all next year, and Cliff Kingsbury will be out within three. That's my honest opinion. You know, not trying to offend any Cardinals fans out there, but that's just what I see this as. Okay, moving on to the AFC. We finally got through all the NFC teams. We're heading out to the AFC, and we're going to start with the AFC East. The New England Patriots picked up Brandon Bolden, the running back from Miami, Matt Lacoste, tight end from Denver, Bruce Ellington, wide receiver from Detroit, Terrence Brooks, free safety from the Jets, Maurice Harris, wide receiver from the Redskins, and Mike Pinnell, defensive end from New York Jets. They lost uh, Trey Flowers to Detroit, Trent Brown, left tackle to Oakland, 
uh, Cordell Patterson to Chicago, Dwayne Allen, the tight end to Miami, and Eric Rowe, the cornerback to the Miami Dolphins as well. But they re-signed Jason McCourty, cornerback, John Simon, defensive end, and Philip Dorsett, wide receiver. They also traded for Michael Bennett from Philadelphia for a fifth-round 2019 draft pick. What do you think of this Patriots offseason so far? I mean, they'll start off as, oh, they're going to be nothing again this year, but they'll go to the Super Bowl, so it doesn't yeah. matter what I think. Honestly, they're having a really Patriots offseason. Like, they're oh, they're getting rid of guys that they think that they can't pay, and they're getting a bunch of new guys who just fit the system. It's all about the system in, in New England. It's uh, all about Belichick's scheme. I love the Bruce Ellington pickup for them. I think he's going to do really well there in their system. Uh, you know, Terrence Brooks, I think, will be a decent free safety. I don't know if he'll be the starter, though. We'll see what Brandon Bolden can do for them. Uh, I think he's more of a pass-catching back, if I remember correctly. Um, none of these losses are really big, but I love the Philip Dorsett resigning. He's a speedster. I think he can prove himself this year. And I like the Jason McCourty resigning a lot, bringing him back. He had a insane Super Bowl. You know, he had this really good plays, making sure the Patriots would win. Um, so overall, and I think the Michael Bennett trade was really beneficial for them. You know, he's not as good as he used to be, as I stated earlier, but he will be a good player for them. Any final thoughts on uh, New England? No, they're probably just going to go to Super Bowl again. Probably. They'll win the division, as always. You know, it's been like, what, 12 yeah, straight years? That division, too. Yeah. Uh, Miami, having an interesting offseason. They are moving on from t- Ryan Tannehill. And I don't know who, what quarterbacks they even have on the roster now. Um, it, it might be Blake Bortles. It's going to maybe be. Uh, <laughs> Blake is also actually, I saw this before we started, going to head out to Los Angeles to mis- visit with the Rams. Um, but they trade Ryan Tannehill to t- Tennessee, receive a fourth-round pick, but they also ship out a sixth-round pick, both of those for the 2019 draft. Uh, they also lost Juwan James, big loss at right tackle. Cameron Wake has been there forever, uh, defensive end. He's going to Tennessee. Danny Amendola, one-year deal. Um, in Miami, he's going to Detroit. Frank Gore heading to Buffalo. Uh, Ted Larson guard to Chicago. Brandon Bolden, the running back to New England, as we just said. Uh, and the only two pickups they made were both from New England, Dwayne Allen and Eric Rowe. Um, is Miami re- in rebuild mode? Because that's what it looks like to me. Yeah, they're definitely – they have to rebuild after trading their Ryan Tannehill to Tennessee. I think that's their goal. I think they just have to rebuild. I think it was finally time to move on from Tannehill. I mean, he was decent, but never great. And he's always been hurt. And he's always hurt. So I think it was finally time to move on and, and you know. He hasn't played in, what, two years? I, didn't he play last year? I think he got hurt at some point. Maybe. I know Jay Cutler played from the previous year, which, you know. Um, but obviously they're not making any fits to keep some of their veteran guys here. So they're not making a push anymore, it looks like. And I think they're in total rebuild mode now. Uh, which is smart because Miami really wasn't competing very well at all for the past few years. So I think a rebuild is, is more than necessary at this point yeah, for them. But yet again, no one's ever going to compete until Tom Brady's gone in that division. That's true. Um, and I think, you know, maybe with Bill Belichick gone too, I think he'll probably retire when Tom Brady does at this point. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I do like the fact that they did pick up a draft pick for Ryan Tannehill, you know. I'm actually surprised that they were able to get a trade for him. You know, I'm not really, I don't really think there's I don't, a lot of suitors. I don't get why Tennessee would dra- trade for him at this point. Doesn't really fit the Marcus Mariota scheme, does he? No. But Marcus uh, Mariota was hurt a bit last year. If they let Marcus, like if they might let Marcus Mariota walk after his rookie deal's done, 
that they're going to make a hill slide in. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I don't know what their game plan is with Ryan Tannehill. I don't think anybody really knows what the game plan is with Ryan Tannehill at this point. Um, but I think it is smart for Miami to just head into rebuild mode at this point. Just clear as much cap space for the next few years and just build from the ground up. That's all you can do. Um, moving on to the next team in this division, the Buffalo Bills. Having a really cool offseason. This is, I mean, you know, they made the playoffs for the first time in like 20 years, a couple years ago. Didn't do well last year. I think they're trying to make another playoff push here. They pick up Mitch Morris, center from Kansas City. Cole Beasley, a pretty darn good slot guy from Dallas. John Brown, wide receiver, the speedster from Baltimore. Tyler Croft, a good tight end from Cincinnati. Uh, Ty Nishecki, left tackle from Washington. Spencer Long, another center um, from the New York Jets. John Feliciano, guard from the Oakland Raiders. Frank Gore is going to be a huge locker room presence up there. They got him from Miami. Kevin Johnson, cornerback from Houston. And Andre Roberts, wide receiver from the New York Giants. They only lost Charles Clay and John Miller. Um, and they're not really spent breaking the bank on anybody. The only player they're paying over $10 million from this free agency frenzy is Mitch Morris. They're paying him on a four-year $44.5 million deal, 11.125 uh, per year, basically. Um, you know, what do you think of this? Are, are the Bills making a playoff push again? Um, I think uh, that they saw what Josh Allen could do this year. I thought Josh yeah. Allen, like, surprised a lot of people. Uh, yeah. with his play in Buffalo this year, and um, they think they can make a playoff push. Well, he definitely surprised me. I didn't think he'd be very good at all, but he had some really good plays and some mo- good moments last year. I think the John Brown signing, giving a guy who can throw basically the entire football field a very fast wide receiver. Oh, I mean, you saw what he could do with Joe Flacco last year, who has a cannon of an arm. Josh Allen might have a better arm than Joe Flacco at this point. I mean, it's going to be really interesting to see what John Brown can do there. And Cole Beasley's going to be a good pickup for him, too, right? Yeah. Um, and they're rebuilding this offensive line for him. They're going very offensive heavy here. So we'll see what they can do in the next few years. But I think this is a good offseason so far from the Buffalo Bills. Is there any other need from them you see that they should, you know, address either in free agency or be prepared to get in the draft? Um, I think they're going to go defense in the draft. I think you're right. I think that they're going to build that defense, too, in the draft. Because the way they're building the offense right now is pretty much all free agency. So they'll probably go mostly defense in the draft. Maybe they'll pick a corner or, you know, defensive lineman or some sort of pass rusher. Um, but moving on to the last team in this division, the New York Jets made a, lo- a lot of big signings. I mean, the first yeah. day of free agency, they were very active. They almost got Anthony Barr. <laughs> we, we talked about this earlier. Uh, almost Anthony Barr. Not quite. But they do pick up C.J. Mosey from Baltimore. Very good inside linebacker. They got Le'Veon Bell, running back from the Pittsburgh Steelers. Jamison Crowder, wide receiver from the Washington Redskins. Josh Bellamy, wide receiver slash special teamer from Chicago. They pick up Brian Poole, cornerback from Atlanta, and Chandler Catanzaro, uh, kicker from Carolina. Uh, But they did lose James Carpenter, the guard, to Atlanta. Buster Screen to Chicago. Spencer Long to Buffalo. Andre Roberts to Buffalo as well. Um, Clive Walford. Tight end to Miami. Jason Myers, the kicker. They replaced him with Cat and Zero. Uh, Terrence Brooks is going to p- the Patriots, and so is Mike Pinnell. Um, but they re-signed Henry Anderson, defensive end. Neville Hewitt, inside linebacker. Steve McClendon, defensive tackle. Um, and they traded for guard Kalechi Osemele, um for a fifth-round pick. To uh, They gave that to the Oakland Raiders to get him. Um, what's your favorite Jets signing here? They made a few big ones and Jamison Crowder, Le'Veon Bell, and C.J. Mosley. I, I think it's 
Jameson Crowder. Okay. You think that's more of a value pick than the other two? Yeah, definitely, because um, I think with uh, Sam Darnold being young, he really didn't have that many, like, receivers on the outside, outside of, like, Bob- Robbie Anderson last year. Mm-hmm. And Jameson Crowder's, like, he's he's a good, very good wide receiver coming out of coming for Washington, and I think he could be a really good deep threat for Sam Darnold. Oh, absolutely. He can be a very good wide receiver for Sam Darnold. Um, you know, I think the C.J. Mosley pickup was interesting, but they paid him $17 million per year which is absolutely crazy. Um, I'm, you know, I wanted him to be back in Baltimore, but there was no way we could shell out more than half the cap space for him. Uh, and they get Le'Veon Bell, one of the most talked about free agents in a while. Uh, did you see basically what happened the night Le'Veon Bell was going to announce where he was going? He the was, rumor was that it was going to be in his rap album. Yeah, I don't know. And basically the rumor was that some Ravens players were tweeting out that he was going to say he was going to the Ravens in his rap album. So me being me, I stayed up till 12.30 to listen to this rap album that dropped. Not a single word about any team in it. And then <laughs> all of a sudden, Adam Schefter tweets out he's going to the Jets. I'm like, why do they do this to me? I didn't even want Le'Veon Bell. Why am I even doing this? So, I mean, that was a waste of time. And he's a terrible rapper, I have to say. I couldn't understand a word he said. Um, I think the Jets are just spending money because they have money at this point. But I think they, I, I think Le'Veon Bell is obviously going to help him. He's Oh, yeah, he'll help. Um, and he's, he, what's interesting about Le'Veon is he didn't get the money I think he thought he was going to get. He, he wanted a lot. He 70 million from the Steelers, what, yeah. two years ago? And yeah. And then he goes and signs 54? That's... He wanted that guaranteed money. I think he's getting more guaranteed money, but, you know. Still. It's still not going to amount to as much as he could have gotten with Pittsburgh. Um, but I think they're having a decent offseason. They've just got money to blow, so why not blow it? And they're going to give Sam Darnold weapons, like... Jamison Crowder, and it'll be interesting to see if they go out and draft maybe a big receiver too, to help you know build around Sam well, Darnold, who really looks good at the end the of the season. Offensive line. What's that about the offensive line? They haven't addressed it. They need- that is true. They have not, and the, their offensive line hasn't been that good. And they did lose uh, James Carpenter. They lost Spencer Long. Good in the draft. Who knows? That's true. I mean, there's some good you know Garrett Bradbury in the draft this year. Um, Eric McCoy looks good. Center slash guard, so they have some options. They're going to waste the third overall pick for an offensive lineman. Well, they have to trade down, right? Um, I think they'd trade down if they're going to draft an offensive lineman. Maybe maybe Gruden trades up with them to get somebody. They draft like Jawan Taylor or something. Yeah, yeah, that would be a good pickup for them. Uh, Tackle, right, out of Florida, I believe? Yep, yep, yep. Yep. Okay. Um, Any other – what do you think about the – I mean, they did address it with Clutchy Assembly, though, but he is getting older, right? He's old. What do you think about Clutchy Assembly, though? Like, for a fifth-round pick, you can't really go wrong there, I think. He's a big body. Yeah. You can, you can use him for a few years. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's good value for them. But they do have to address that offensive line. You are right. Absolutely. Um, moving on to the next division, the AFC North, my Baltimore Ravens. They picked up Earl Thomas, the safety, from Seattle, and Mark Ingram from New Orleans, and Justin Bethel from the Atlanta Falcons, cornerback slash special teamer. But they lost C.J. Mosley. Uh, inside linebacker, Zedaria Smith, the outside linebacker, John Brown, wide receiver, uh, Terrell Suggs went to AZ, and Eric Weddle went to LA. Uh, we have resigned nobody so far, but we made a trade with Denver to give Joe Flacco to them uh, for a fourth-round pick. What do you think of Baltimore's offseason so far? I think um, Earl Thomas signing was pretty good. Yeah, I feel like they may have paid him a little bit more 
than they should have. needed to because of all the people that wanted him. Because of- Yeah, you basically, I mean, with the loss of Eric Weddle, if you wanted to keep that defense alive, you had to go out and get somebody. And they did with Earl Thomas. They're giving him $55 million over four years, $13.75 million per year. Um, but they still have just under $20 million in cap space with these few signings. Um, picking up Mark Ingram I thought was excellent. Only for $5 million a year, Mark Ingram. Oh, I think that's um, great, actually. Yeah. That, I mean, that's I had my, my Ravens podcast a little while ago, uh, a few days ago, and I said that Mark Ingram, as much as I like the Earl Thomas signing, the Mark Ingram signing is just so sweet with that price. So um, I think, I think a lot of defensive football. Yeah, and I think Justin Bethel will be a good pickup uh, for special teams. He's a three-time pro, special teams pro bowler, um, and they signed up for peanuts, basically. Um, the Joe Flacco trade, obviously, bittersweet for the Ravens. Joe Flacco led the team for 10 years, well, 10 and a half years. Um, he was on the team for 11 uh, and they got a fourth round pick out of him. A lot of people didn't think that Joe Flacco would command a trade um, from any team, but not only um, were the Denver Broncos interested in Flacco, but the Washington Redskins also were too. Um, what do you think of the Joe Flacco trade? Do you think they got a good deal with that fourth round pick? I don't know what else. I Yeah, I mean, what else can you get for a 35-year-old quarterback now? Yeah. I mean, I think he's a little younger than that. I think he's like 33, but still. Uh, uh, John Elway says he's entering his prime. He's on the I mean, other. He's on the other side. He's going down in production. I think he'll be good with Denver for a few years, but it'll only be two or three. air. He'll be able to throw it a lot further. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's had some good plays up there, to say the least. Um, but overall, I like this Baltimore Ravens uh, offseason so far. They're sticking to their guns. They're not overpaying people, and they're getting good deals done with oh, Mark Ingram and Earl Thomas. 34. Joe Flacco's 34, okay. Um, yeah. But I think Earl Thomas is a big pickup, though. That's a really nice pickup. Oh, um, um, yeah. Moving on to the Pittsburgh Steelers, they picked up Steven Nelson, cornerback, and Tante Moncrief, the wide receiver, but they lost Le'Veon. They lose Jesse James, the tight end, and LJ Fort to the Philadelphia Eagles. They re-signed Eli Rogers, wide receiver, uh, Daniel McCullers, defensive tackle, and Anthony Chiquilio, an outside linebacker, and they trade Antonio Brown to the Oakland for a third and a fifth and Marcus Gilbert to the Arizona Cardinals, and they receive a six-round compensatory pick for that. What do you think of the Antonio Brown trade? Um, I don't – like, obviously he demanded a trade, but like yeah. third, a third and fifth-round pick gets that done? Come on, Pittsburgh. Figure I mean, it do you think Antonio Brown's antics kind of like drew people away from wanting to get him? I think what since he was like saying, "Oh, I want out, I want out, I want out," his like trade value and well, what they can get back went down. Yeah, I think you're right about that definitely because they had to get rid of him, right? Yeah. So you have a little bit more leverage if you're Mike Mayock and John Gruden with the uh, Oakland Raiders. Um, what do you think the impact of his loss is going to be on this offense, though? Oh, I think their offense is going to be awful next year. Well, they still have Juju. And they've got I, James Conner. I, th- I think the team's just going to be in shambles next year. I, f- I feel like that Mike Tomlin has really been holding together a bunch of, like, renegades. Tomlin sort of lost that locker room, too, towards the end of the season. Yeah. He lo- I mean, Ben Roethlisberger, Antonio Brown, and Le'Veon Bell, in my opinion, are all locker room problems, right? They called them and, the killer bees. They just killed yeah. the franchise. The killer bees are one of the best trios we've ever seen, and they didn't win a Super Bowl. Nope. Like... How do you? How does this happen? I mean, Steelers underperformed for years now. 
Um, and this like, trade you know what Antonio is- Brown said about like Big Ben being some sort of like trying to be the owner of the team. Yeah, I, I mean, everybody's just that team is is basically a dumpster fire. Do you remember last year we did the podcast and I said the Steelers are on the decline? Yeah, I got comments from people saying that I was crazy for saying that. Uh, they're definitely on the decline. I don't think they're going to come in second. They're not going to come in first place in the division. They'll be in third or fourth next year. Um, big losses in Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown. You can't make, you can't, you know, replace them. And Ben Roethlisberger is going to be on the way out in the next few years. So they better hope Mason Rudolph pans out. Now, here's a team for you: Cleveland Browns. Oh they pick man. up Sheldon Richardson, our dare, uh, defensive tackle, our Darius Taylor, inside linebacker, Kareem Hunt. Running back who got suspended for eight games. Uh, Demetrius Harris, tight end. Kendall Lamb, right tackle. And Eric Cush. They also picked up Olivier Vernon from the Giants and Odell Beckham Jr. for those trades we went over earlier. Um, they re-signed Carl Davis, Ray Ray Armstrong, and Philip Gaines. They only lost Tyrod Taylor, who wasn't coming back anyway. Uh, Brian Body Calhoun, Raheem Moore, and Brashad Perryman. You know, we said that, you know... Um, the winners of the offseason so far were the San Francisco 49ers. Are the Cleveland Browns the new winners of the offseason? What'd you say? That could be an argument between the San Francisco 49ers and the Browns who won the offseason. What do you think Odell Beckham's role on this Cleveland Browns team is going to be? The number one wide receiver? Well, obviously, but like, how is he going to Im- help improve Baker Mayfield's production? Is there like, Do you think Baker Mayfield's going to you know, go crazy next year? Oh, I think he's gonna be unbelievable. Like yeah, he, I mean, he could, he's gonna drop back to number thirteen. If he's not open, you see juice. That's ridiculous. Or David Njoku, right? David Njoku or, or Kareem Hunt. Nick, when he comes Nick back. Chubb. Like this is a monster offense. It's gonna be so fun to watch next year. This is the only team in the AFC North that I actually can like stomach is the Cleveland Browns. You know, as much as I like the Ravens, I would like to see these guys make a wild card, right? just because they haven't been in the playoffs forever. John Dorsey is doing wonders for this team, right? Oh, unbelievable. He basically built two playoff teams with Kansas City and uh, Cleveland, so hats off to John Dorsey. He's doing a fantastic job over in Cleveland. Um, Moving on now to Cincinnati. They've had an interesting offseason, not a whole lot going on, though. They pick up B.W. Webb, cornerback of the New York Giants, and John Miller, guard from Buffalo, uh, but they lose Tyler Croft and Cedric Bowie, tackle from Jacksonville, uh, to Jacksonville, I should say. They re-signed C.J. Azuma, tight end, Bobby Hart, right tackle, uh, and Preston Brown, inside linebacker. A lot of people were angry with the Bobby Hart re-signing for $16 million. Um, do you know anything about Bobby Hart at right tackle that you no, want to comment on? No, I don't really know too much about yeah. Bobby Hart. I'm not really that familiar with Bobby Hart, but a lot of people were saying they overpaid him. Um, you know... The Cincinnati Bengals here are not making a lot of moves, which I thought they would, being in rebuild mode. Kind of like trying to rebuild, too. Here's a question for you. I saw somewhere that um, Andy Dalton's contract is no longer has no guaranteed money on it. Do you cut uh, Andy Dalton and move on to a new quarterback soon? Would. You would? Yeah. I think I would, too. He's underperformed for the past few years. Um, I also heard rumblings that they might try to trade A.J. Green. I mean, they're just I heard rumors. That, too. that was, like... You heard that? Yeah, I heard that. So, I mean, if they trade A.J. Green, they're definitely in rebuild mode, and they're going all in on that. Um, I would love them to trade A.J. Green, just because he bothers us every single time he plays us. Uh-huh. Uh, just send him to the NFC, where he face him once every four years. That'd be fantastic. 
Um, but yeah, the Bengals are going to go into rebuild mode soon, at least, uh, because last year was a complete disaster. Uh, and they picked up Zach Taylor, the quarterback's coach from Los Angeles. I don't know how that's going to work out for them. Yeah, I know he's the next Sean McVay. I know, <laughs> but he's not going to be the next Sean McVay. I hate to break it to Cincinnati. It's just not going to, you know, happen. Um, moving on to the next division, AFC South. Sean Gibson, they picked up free safety from Jacksonville. Uh, Bradley Roby, cornerback from Denver. Uh, and Brian Body Calhoun, safety from the Cleveland Browns. But they lost Tyron Matthew. They lost Kareem Jackson, two safeties right there. Uh, they lost Kevin Johnson, cornerback. They lose Kendall Lamb, right tackle, and Christian Covington, the defensive tackle. But they keep Jadavion Clowney with the franchise tag for $15.4 million next year. Is this Tyron Matthew loss like going to be huge for them, or do you think they're going to be able to be okay? I think I, I think it's kind of Sean big deal, but I think they can fix that in like the draft. There's a couple of good defensive backs this year. Well, they picked up Deshaun Gibson from Jacksonville, but mm-hmm. do you think he's going to be able to fill in that role, or do you think it's they should go with somebody like Nasser Adderley uh, from I, Delaware? I think help. What's that? I think that'll help, but yeah, Tyron Matthews one of the best safeties in the league. It's kind of hard to fill his shoes. There's no question about that, and he had a great year last year for them. I, I think he was injured for like a couple of games, but he had a pretty good year. Jadavion Clowney uh, getting franchise tag. Was that the I've right move for them? I've been hearing that Clowney might get traded. Really? Yeah. Okay, so that'd be interesting to see if that happened. Um, but if they keep Clowney on the franchise tag, is that the right move for them? Or should they have just I mean, let I, him? I, I think they have. I mean, I think they would have to because... Um, yeah, I think you're right. J.J. Watt is getting kind of old, too, and he gets injured a lot. They need someone coming off the edge. You know, in those first couple of years, it looked like Jadavion Clowney was going to be a complete draft bust. Yeah. But then he really picked up his play. So hats off to him for that. Uh, hopefully he doesn't hold out with them because every time a player holds out, it doesn't end very well. Mm-hmm. Um, except if you're Aaron Donald. He got that deal, right, from holding out. Yeah. Um, Defense player of the year two years in a row, he should. Yeah, yeah. But Jadavion Clowney, uh, $15.4 million. I think it's fair for him. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, but if you look at these other deals, Tyron Matthew got $14 million per year. Uh, $42 million overall in three years from Kansas City. Um, but, you know, that'll help them with their uh, secondary over there, which was really bad last year. Now, moving on to the next team in this division, the Indianapolis Colts had the most cap space of any team, and they did absolutely nothing with it. They did absolutely nothing. They made two signings. They re-signed Pierre Dessert, their cornerback, for uh, three years, $25 million dollars. And they picked up Devin Funches for one year for $10 million. What do you think is going on in Indianapolis? They're not making any moves. I mean, they made the playoffs with uh, their current roster not spending all their cap space. So why not give another run? So you think they're going to basically save their cap space, try to extend their players in the future, and draft the correct guys? I think that would be a a, a good move for them uh, going forward. Uh, And they're back at the top with Andrew Luck. And I think Frank Reich did a really good job as a coach last year. They really you know? built that offensive lineup the past couple Quentin of years. Quentin Nelson was a beast last year for them. Yeah. And they made real big improvements, great strides. The offensive line was one of the worst, became one of the best in the league in about a year. So, I mean, they're doing phenomenal over in Indianapolis. Uh, not a whole lot of moves in free agency, but it is understandable because they didn't make the playoffs. Uh, moving on to Tennessee, this team almost made the playoffs. They came close. Uh, so they're going to pick up Cameron Wake. Adam Humphreys, wide receiver, and Roger Saffold, the guard, trying to make this playoff push. Uh, and they're only going to lose Luke Stocker so far, tight end two, and then he's going to Atlanta. 
They re-signed Kenny Vaccaro, their strong safety. I think that was a good move for them. Uh, and Kevin Pamphil, uh, the guard. And, of course, they picked up Ryan Tannehill in a trade. Um, what do you think about, like, do you think that they can make a playoff push next year? And are they really being sufficient and with, with their signings for that attempt? I think they can. They really, like, they got another weapon for Marcus Mariota. Him and um, Corey, Corey Davis, I think, could uh, really help help uh, Marcus Mariota get balls down the field. And the guard yeah. to protect Marcus Mariota, I think he could help. Yeah, Robert Saffold. Cameron Wake signing is pretty, pretty is decent. Yeah, the Cameron Wake signing I think is pretty good for you know an older guy coming in here should be able to help them out. I think Roger Saffold will provide a um, you know a, a good amount of protection for Marcus Mariota who gets hit quite a lot. Uh, I really like the Kenny Vaccaro signing though, bringing him back to another deal after that one year prove it deal. Uh, he helps that defense a lot. Um, and Ryan Tannehill bringing him in. I mean, I guess it's decent. I don't really know yet. It's kind of too early to tell. With that. Yeah. Um, he'll be the backup, but that's all. Um, you know, for a, a trading basically a fourth and a sixth, it's not that bad. It could be worse. Um, moving on to the final team in this division, you have the Jacksonville Jaguars, who I predicted to go to the Super Bowl, uh, and they <laughs> failed me pretty badly. But they make one of the biggest free agent signings of the year. They pick up Nick Foles, quarterback, uh, from Philadelphia. They also grab Chris Conley, wide receiver, uh, Cedric Ogbui, Ob- uh, of tackle from Cincinnati, and Jeff Swaim, tight end from Dallas. But they lose Malik Jackson, Sean Gibson, Carlos Hyde, and Dante Moncrief, all um, players who had an impact last year. But they also re-signed A.J. Can, um, the Nick Foles signing. Did they pick the right quarterback for the future? Uh, I don't think so. No, okay. I mean, they paid him $88 million. And this guy has only played well under one in one team, and that's the Eagles. That's true. I believe. That is true. Um, But but do you think they can get anything out of him over the next few years? Can they make a Super Bowl run with Nick Foles, or are they just basically throwing money into a ditch with Nick Foles? I think they're going to throw money in the ditch, to be honest. Wow. Okay. Uh, I think it's a good signing, um, but obviously, you know, it is it is risky. He is 30 years old, um, and he hasn't played. As, you're right. He hasn't played well for other teams he was on. He was traded to the Rams, ended up going to, to uh, Kansas City, I think, with Doug Peterson for a little bit. Um, most, you know, I think people are divided on this, right? And I think $88 million is pretty high, right? Because who else was pursuing exactly. Nick Foles? Was anybody? I don't think anyone. Yeah, so, I mean, he was basically the last domino to fall a quarterback other than Teddy Bridgewater. And, you know, there was really no bidding war for him. I I don't know why they paid him $88 million. They probably could have gotten away with much less. But, I mean, I like Nick Foles, though. I think that he will give them a few good years, maybe three, four, five. Um, but that'll probably be it afterwards for him. Uh, I think that Malik Jackson lost, though, was pretty big for them. Their defense is uh, kind of was in shambles last year, even though they have a lot of big names. But I think that yeah. starts with Jalen Ramsey going on rants all the time. I think you're right. I think that locker room is not really the best in the world. The culture down there, not too good. Jalen Ramsey, locker room problem, definitely. His deal's done. Who knows? He, if he hits the free agent market, he's going to be basically Le'Veon Bell 2.0, I think. Yeah. Right? He'll People will speculate, 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 but he won't get as much money maybe as he thought in the beginning because of the problems he might cause in the locker room. Mm. Uh, but at least he doesn't rap in Miami for an entire year instead of playing True. football. Um, 
So do you think that the Jacksonville Jaguars would be any improved next year, or would they be back in the bottom feeder of this division? I think it depends how, one, the defense improves or plays better, but I don't think it will because of Malik Jackson's loss. Mm-hmm. And two, how Nick Foles could play. Yeah, I think you're right on that. Uh, moving on to our final division here, the AFC West. We've got the Kansas City Chiefs with Tyron Matthew. Um, they signed him. Big deal there. Uh, they grabbed Carlos Hyde. I think that's a good pickup. Underrated running back. Damian Wilson, outside linebacker, and Alex Okafor from the uh, from the New Orleans Saints at defensive end. But they lose a lot of guys. They lost Mitch Moore, the, the center. Uh, Steven Nelson, the cornerback. Kareem Hunt, who they cut for obvious reasons. Um, Demetrius Harris, tight end. Chris Conley is going to the Jacksonville Jaguars. And they cut Eric Berry. Big, big name gone out of there. They cut Justin Houston. Uh, yes, Justin Houston also cut. Uh, I heard rumblings of him like going, maybe going to Baltimore, actually. Uh, and they traded D Ford to the San Francisco 49ers. This is a team that competed for a Super Bowl next year, and it looks like they're clearing house, especially on defense. Is there a strategy to this, or are they just... Uh, I don't I don't really understand why they would do this, even though they're going to... Comp- I think they would compete with a Super Bowl with that defense. But I guess... Uh, well, they need to improve the secondary, but the front... Clear uh, salary cap so they could pay Patrick Mahomes some lucrative deal when he's able, when his deal runs out. Yeah, in the next four years from now, when Pat Mahomes is about to be a free agent, he's going to get paid a huge amount of money as long as he continues this trend. Um, honestly, I think that they're going to be a little worse next year. They'll probably go from, what were they, 12 and 4? They'll probably go down to like 10 and 6. Um, but it'll still make the playoffs. Uh, with that offense, but they have to improve this defense. They have to do something about it, other than Tyron Matthew. I mean, he helps, but getting rid of D Ford. Yeah, I don't get I mean, it. That doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I mean, you get a second round pick, but come and on. Justin Houston and Justin Houston. I mean, you're kind of tearing this defensive front seven apart. The C- the Kansas City Chiefs used to have a really good defense. Now they're just like no more. And I still don't understand the Marcus Peters trade from last year, but that's okay. Um, moving on to the Chargers, the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, Thomas Davis, they picked up outside linebacker Tyrod Taylor. Um, they also pick up, I'm sorry, they lose Tyrod Williams to the Oakland Raiders and Jason Verrett to the 49ers, the free safety there. But they re-signed Agent Phillips and Brandon Meebane. Uh Uneventful offseason so far for the Chargers. Are they making the good, the right decision, basically staying put on the roster they have? I think they're trying to stay put on the roster and get to the playoffs again. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, they had a pretty good season could, last year. I think they could uh, challenge the Chiefs for that division, though. Since the Chiefs are tearing down that defense. I think the Chargers are going to win that division. Um, Mm. And it it was funny because, you know, last year we talked about the Chargers are always supposed to be the next big team, and they never are. They finally did it. They finally did it this year. Um, (laughs) They lost. Yeah, they couldn't beat the Patriots. But, um, you know, I think they're going to sit on this roster, and they're going to, you know, try to keep this window open for Phillip Rivers. Phillip Rivers can do it. If I, yeah, Philip Rivers really deserves a Super Bowl. In all honesty. Oh he, come on, Chris, don't don't make me start. Look, look, I I like I like Philip Rivers a lot. He's been around for a while, and I think you know if he makes a Super Bowl and he wins it, if he has if he beats the Patriots in the AFC Championship, I'll be happy. Um, it, you know, as long as it's not us he's beating. But if it oh. can't be us, I'd like to see Philip Rivers maybe do it. Or winning. Or the Denver Broncos this year for. You know, obvious reasons. I want to see my my man Joe Flacco win another Super Bowl, even if it's not with us. They pick up Joe Flacco, obviously. They pick up Juwan James, the right tackle, to help him out. They get Kareem Jackson, the safety. Bryce Callahan follows Vic Fangio from Chicago to the Denver Broncos. Uh, but they lose uh, some other offensive line pieces. They lose Matt Paradis, the center. 
They lost Billy Turner, the guard. They uh, they on the defensive side they lose Bradley Roby, the cornerback. Shaquille Barrett, outside linebacker, he's going to Tampa Bay. Uh, they they lose Matt Lacoste, the tight end, he's going to New York. I'm not sorry, not New York, New England. And Max Garcia, uh, another guard, he's heading to Arizona. The only resigning they made is Jeff Howerman, tight end. Uh, and of course they trade Joe, for Joe Flacco and they send Case Keenum to Washington. Uh, will Denver compete next year for the AFC West? I do not think so. Yeah. Okay. Do you think they'll be a wild card team or they just out of the playoffs completely? I don't think they're making the playoffs. I don't think they did too enough to think they can make the playoffs. They they traded Case Keenum and then just added Joe Flacco, which kind of like offsets each other, I would say. Well, I but, think Joe Flacco, I mean, maybe I'm biased, but I think Joe Flacco is a much better quarterback than Case Keenum. Yeah, but I don't and know. And he's won the big games, too. They don't, got, like they don't have the Marius Thomas anymore. That's true. Um, but they, still, they have Emmanuel Sanders. He's old. That's true. Maybe they'll, if they address their wide receiver position in the draft, if they add they'll, a big... Lindsey can't carry the load like that too much. That is true. I mean, I think if they add a, if they add a DK Metcalf... Okay, or, you know, I mean, DK Metcalf is a risky prospect, but if they add him and he pans out, I think this offense is going to be really good next year. I think, I think you know, maybe you don't have a lot of faith in Philip Lindsay, but I think he'll carry the rock well with Royce Freeman behind him. Yeah. Um, I think Emmanuel Sanders should continue to be uh, a good player for them. Um, I think overall this team's going to be better than last year. Maybe they don't compete for the division. Maybe they're not a winning team. Maybe they're 8-8, eight and eight, but they're going to be better, I think. Um, I think, obviously, Flacco will have a lot to do with that. Um, moving on to our last team, basically, right? Yeah, the Oakland Raiders. Very eventful offseason, to say the least. They pick up Trent Brown from New England, the left tackle. Tyrell Williams, wide receiver from L.A. Chargers. LaMarcus Joyner from the other L.A. team, the free safety. Uh, they grab Josh Murrow from the New York Giants. J.J. Nelson, wide receiver from the Arizona Cardinals. The only loss they have is John Feliciano to the Buffalo Bills. He's a guard. They re-signed Chaz Green. They trade Clutchio Semley to the Jets, and they grab Antonio Brown. Are these one of the big winners of the offseason, the Oakland Raiders? I would say so. Yeah. But I don't know how much they're gonna gonna do in that division because of the Chiefs and the. It's a strong division. It's, it's a, a very strong division. Um, I think they'll improve. Maybe they'll go eight and eight. Maybe nine and seven. Um, you know, I don't know how much Antonio Brown's gonna help them long term because he is getting older, but for the f- first couple of years, I think he'll be a great addition, especially if they keep Derek Carr as quarterback and don't go into the temptation of Kyler Murray. Um, I think that a lot of these pickups are pretty good. I think Trent Brown's a good pickup for them at left tackle. LaMarcus Joyner is, is going to be a nice addition. Uh, Tyrell Williams is an under- underrated wide receiver for L.A., uh, and J.J. Nelson is going to be a good addition too. So they got three new wide receivers right off the bat there, and they have loaded up on draft capital from uh, yep. the Amari Cooper trade and the Khalil Mack trade from last year. Um, so they're going to be, I think, okay going forward. Um, do they use that draft capital, though, to go get Kyler Murray? What do you think? I, I, I don't think they should because of their car. Like, why would you waste your all those draft picks just to go get Kyler Murray, who's an uh, unsure thing? Yeah. Not, you don't know what you're going to get from him. And, you know, as we transition here into our draft news, um, Kyler Murray has been in NFL news for a little bit for the past few weeks. His combine, he didn't do anything except get measured. 
and people were saying he cheated on his height exam somehow. I don't know how he could cheat on that, but... Um, I don't know. He clocks in at 5'10". Um, but then he goes to his pro day, and they want to make him do the height exam again, and he says no. So, this might sound crazy, but is his height a conspiracy? Is he shorter than 5'10", do you think? Is he actually... Or is this just all, like, a nothing burger by people? What would you say? I don't know, but I don't know how you could cheat that with all those draft people there, all the scouts, all the GMs. I don't know how you could do that. I don't think he cheated his And aren't they in their underwear basically doing this? Uh, Pretty much. Well, they have no shoes on, and they're in the the draft clothes. Yeah. So um, I don't think he cheated on his height at all. I think he's actually 5'10". So, you know. Decent height, but he is still short for a quarterback. Um, but he didn't run the 40-yard dashes pro day either, I don't think. So I'm, I am concerned about him transitioning to the NFL. I really am. I don't know if he's actually going to pan out. He really only played one year at co- in college, to be honest. Yeah. And the way he plays, how undersized he actually is, I don't know if he's going to pan out. I don't really know. You know, is he going to be like Johnny like Manziel? Parent, maybe. Did you see the Charlie Casserly report on him? No. Okay, so Charlie Casserly, former GM of a lot of teams, most notably the Redskins, where he won a Super Bowl with them, uh, said he talked to team scouts, and multiple scouts told him that Kyler Murray was um, very immature uh, in his draft me- draft meetings with them and didn't really understand the X's and O's of football and wasn't prepared to be a first-round pick or NFL quarterback. A lot of people are just saying that they that they told um, Charlie Casterly this to kind of get the information out there that Kyler Murray wasn't ready for the NFL, so they could, someone could get get him earlier or later. Um, do you think there's any credence to Kyler Murray being, you know, not ready for the NFL, or is this like just no? I, th- I, I think that can make sense though. He's really only played college football like as a starter for one year. Because of Baker Mayfield. He's played baseball. He was drafted to play baseball. And if I was him, I would have played, played baseball. There's no salary cap. Um, and, you know, you don't get hurt as much. You don't but, get hurt as much. But you don't – you you also – in the NFL, you start in the – act and you start at the in the league. In the MF, MLB, you start in the minor leagues. Yeah. Which is not a fun – That's true. Start your professional career. Um, So – do you think Kyler Murray will, is worthy of being the number one pick, though? Or uh, should it be somebody else? If I were the Cardinals, I'd take Nick Bosa. But I would, too. 100%. The Cardinals are the Cardinals, and they're probably going to take Kyler Murray because Cliff Kingsbury thinks he's an unbelievable athlete. Yeah. Well, he's a really good athlete, though. I will give him that. Um, this might be a hot take, but I currently think Kyler Murray is more of a second-round pick than a first. So I'll probably get yelled at. No, if someone's gonna bite bite the bullet on him in the first round. Well, someone will, but I would I would if I was a scout I would grade him as a second round pick because he's just to me a first round pick has to be a surefire starter and a solid player. Kyler Murray is too risky. I think he's more of a second round. pick. I think Dwayne Haskins is the best quarterback in the draft. I agree with you 100 percent, and that kind of leads into our next question here: Will the Giants draft their future quarterback, and will it be Dwayne Haskins? I think Dwayne Haskins is the best overall thrower in the draft, the best passer. I think uh, the Giants, you're not you're not going to compete next year, okay? Yeah. It's not going to happen. No way. You're not going to compete next year. I take a defensive lineman. If Rashawn Gary's there, I would love it. You know, take him. So you would take Rashawn Gary over Dwayne Haskins? 
Yes, and then if we do terrible next year, we get Tua or Jake Fromm. That's not a bad strategy. Um, there are people concerned, though, that Rashawn Gary, you know, not being the number one pass rusher at Michigan that, could be a problem. The best defensive lineman in the at, at that position. At that time in the draft, I would take. You think he's he's the, the best defensive player. lineman at that? Well, obviously not Nick Bosa. He'll go like one or two. But you know, after Nick Bosa, you think he's the best defensive lineman? Sean Gary? Yeah. I I don't know. Whatever the John, whoever the Giants think that think it is. Think it could it be Montez should. Sweat maybe. I just Montez did a Sweat. I just did a review of him. Uh, he's interesting, but he is a little raw. But he he's huge. He's like six six. Aside from uh, Alabama, I forgot his name. Quentin Williams. Quentin Williams is. I think Quentin Williams would be a fantastic pick for the Giants if they don't want to go quarterback. Uh, my take is though, I think the Giants will go quarterback, and I think it will be Dwayne Haskins. In all honesty, and I think you can't go wrong. I think you know you prepare for the future that way, whether or not you roll with him next year. Uh, you may just want to roll with Eli next year to get another high pick. To kind of you know tank for a season, yeah. Uh, but I think I think you can't go wrong. I think I think Dwayne Haskins is really the only first round caliber quarterback in this draft. Mm-hmm. I think and I think he's by far the best. I think he's going to be a good starter for whoever picks him up. Um, moving on to the Steelers though, what are they going to do now after they lost Le'Veon and Antonio Brown with their twentieth overall pick? I really couldn't tell you, but I think I don't know. I think they're going to build up that defense more. They have to. They absolutely have to. Their defense uh, is no kind of not, not good. It's just whoever's whoever's the best offensive prospect at that position at at that time in the draft. I think they're going to take. Yeah, I think you're right on that. Um, they've already got what they think the quarterback of the future is with Mason Rudolph. They've got uh, uh, Juju, and they've got James Conner. So they've got their next three. They think their next trio. Um, so I think they'll go defense. That defense has to get you know bolstered up. Someone's got to do something with that. Um, moving on to our final draft question. Our next show will be more about uh, the NFL draft than this show. This is all obviously more free agency. Do you have a favorite draft prospect so far? Uh, I really want to see how Josh Allen's gonna do because he came from Kentucky, not like a big name school like LSU or Alabama, all those big schools. Kentucky's from kind of a small no-name school but he really played well i want to see how how he transfers to the nfl yeah um i think i think he's gonna do well in the nfl uh i'm kind of intrigued i haven't really looked at him yet but paris campbell intrigues me uh i think dk Metcalf could be the next julio jones but he also could be a huge draft bust it's gonna be really interesting what happens with him um but i think you know again if you want to go back to best player in the draft i think it's gonna be nick bosa Without a doubt. Animal. Nick Bosa is far and away the best player in this draft, um, but it's too easy to call him your favorite. So I'll say I'm, you know, maybe not my favorites, but I'm most intrigued by Paris Campbell and, and DK Metcalf in this draft, just mm-hmm. from a Ravens perspective, because we do need wide receivers. That'd be crazy if the Ravens could get him. Mm, absolutely. Um, so this will wrap up our episode for today. Um, we will do more episodes in the future, uh, and our next episode will probably be more about the draft. Um, but we are going to revive our old segment of the Nick rants to close our episode. Nick, I obviously know who you're going to rant about today. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Tell our audience what's going on. I'm ticked off people. Okay. I like to start this. Why are you off, ticked? I was going to start this rant off with an unsettling fact. What's your unsettling fact, Nick? One in five Americans have high blood pressure. And Chris, you know that it can lead to major health complications like heart attack and like blood clots, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's 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 startling right there. 
and Dave Gettleman has the unadulterated gall to raise my blood pressure by trading Odell Beckham Jr. They trade for Jabril Peppers, a third-round pick, and a first-round pick in this draft, which is absolutely beyond me. He is on the track to be the one of the best wide receivers of all time. How do you do something like that? Then Dave, Dave Gettleman signs a subpar Golden Tate for too much money, and we still have all the trust around their neck called Eli Manning with a picket fence in front of him with no latch. Mr. John K. Mara, I hope you have saved all the money your grandfather has gave you because I will not be buying any tickets or jerseys. You are no better than James Dolan of the Knicks. James Dolan. We have single-handedly gave the Browns the AFC North for draft picks. Who are we going to draft with all these draft picks? Another Eric Flowers or Eli Apple? Now, Mr. Mara, I do not want to hear from Dave Gettleman anymore. You need to explain the decision to the Knicks Barbers, to the Tom Drews, to the Matt Wearies of the world, because you will not get another dollar from me if I do not get an explanation. You disgust me, not only me, but the entire Giants fan base. You're an absolute joke to the NFL. Wow. There's our Nick rant for, the today, for today. Uh, obviously, I'm the New York Giants and John Mara, and I would like to take this opportunity to remind everybody that those are Nick's opinions, and they in no way reflect on me. So if you want to go after him, go after him, but don't go after me on that. Uh, this concludes our episode of Goal Line Sands Show. We'll be back in the future with an episode focused on the NFL draft uh, in the next few weeks or so. Uh, I am Chris Linfont signing out for Nick Barber and I. Have a great day, everybody.